The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream. So excited to be here with you on Unity Online Radio, the place to be if you want to be in the unified field of all possibilities. The number to call if you have a question about your dreams or about how to be become more luminous in your humanness, the number to call is 816-251-3555. 816-251-3555. Okay, so Nancy T and I, Nancy T, are you there? I sure am. Yay! And <laughs> forgive my wonky sound. Am I sounding okay? My 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 um, microphone is being a little crazy today. Can you hear me okay? You Oh, you sound beautiful. You always sound beautiful. Oh, you're the best. See why I keep you around. That's so, <laughs> um, so it's going to be you and I taking dream questions for people. So if you have been listening and there's been a lot of guests kind of taking up the airwaves, that's not going to be the case today. We're going to be talking about you and your dreams. So make sure to call in 816-251-3555. And I also want to explore the theme and the question if you dream about somebody, does that mean they're dreaming about you? So we're going to unpack that question. <laughs> I, you know, all I can say is hashtag if only. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So before we unpack that hashtag and strip away the layers to that question, let's just have a little moment of getting into our center so we don't completely go kooky pants. All right. So taking a big, deep breath. Let's just let go of all of the getting here, all of the commotion, all of the, even the dreams waking up. Let's just release all the figuring out of anything. Drop it all, drop it all, drop it all. And Return to that zero point, to that place of having a blank slate, a clean canvas upon which we can paint infinite possibilities, upon which we can dream our lives. Ah, so with every brand new breath, 
Let's breathe in the multicolored rainbow splendor of the universe. Let's fill ourselves up and ourselves up with technicolor, with the brightest light, with the wisest wisdom, with the most inspired inspiration, with the greatest creative creativity. Let's just fill ourselves up with all of those qualities that we most want for ourselves, wholeness, peace, success, connectedness, wholeness, ease, grace, health, wealth, whatever that is, call it in because this is your dream and you can dream it the way you most desire it to be. Ah, So breathe all of that in and let's just invite ourselves to become lucid in the dream that we're collectively having while we're here together on this show, on this day, in this way, in this moment, in this unified field, on this radio show, on Unity Online Radio. So grateful for your listening. I'm so grateful for you participating and Nancy T for co-hosting with me and for Louie and Diane Ray and Jeff and all the angels behind the scenes at Unity Online Radio. So darn grateful. I just say thank you. Bring it on for the highest good of all. And so it is. Amen. A woman. Ah, dreams. Ah, okay. So Nancy T, take it away. What is our luminous humanness message for the day? Well, it's March 10th, so you know what it is. It's Mirror Mirror. Ooh, listen to this. In the great hall of mirrors called life, it's never an accident who crosses your path. When you enjoy or admire someone's energy, take heart in knowing they are you. If you find yourself around someone whose energy you don't enjoy, thank (laughs) that person for providing you with the clarity to illumine by contrast what you do and don't value. Know that in the infinity of life, we are all each other. Accept the unpreferred energy as part of your shadow and with gratitude, become willing to shine your light on it. Ask yourself, what's good about this quality? In other words, how might this be a blessing if it weren't expressed with distortion? And the affirmation is, I bow in reverence to the reflection in the mirror. Mm. Nice. I can't wait to get my book, The Beautiful, Hard-Covered, Luminous Humanist by Kelly Sullivan Walden. I'm just chomping at the bit for it. Thank you, honey. Well, you don't have to chomp for too much longer, but... (laughs) The, so mark your calendar for April 8th. That's a Thursday. It's almost, it's a little less than a month from now. That's going to be the official launch day. And I'm going to celebrate the launch party by doing, um, Nancy's going to join me for a, a, a Facebook Live event on my page, which is Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. And it might also show up on my personal page, but go to Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. And um, between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific time on April 8th, and you'll find out about how to get all kinds of gifts and goodies. In addition to getting the book, there's meditations, there's um, just where I'm going to be interviewing luminaries to celebrate luminous humanness. There's going to be a luminous library and a luminous lottery and all kinds of fun things to celebrate this book that's been over 14 years in the making. So mark your calendar. 
Yeah, that and that eight is an infinity turned upright. So it just for an in, infinite reasons, you want to get this book, and mm -hmm. it's going to help you throughout your whole year and the rest of your whole life. Oh, <laughs> thank you, honey. Oh yeah. my God, it's so funny. I I started off um, this. The book opens with my death experience. I open it up with death. So just so you know, <laughs> so it's you know it's a happy story in the end. Um, spoiler alert, but it does, it is kind of scary. And I'm, I, it makes me think that sometimes just like the, the quote that you read, sometimes the worst things when, when we apply a little light and a little alchemy can turn out to be the best things. I'm grateful for that, that death experience because it, it, it feel like it feels like it cracked me open into seeing more clearly than I had before. And I feel like that's, and I draw on that every day. And, you know, you've heard me talk about that ad nauseum, but um, anyway, that's the place that I that I bring this book into, and I and I just invite everybody to consider the possibility that a crisis is a horrible thing to waste, and a crisis <laughs> is, I think of it sometimes as a cry for Isis, um, the the Greek goddess of alchemy. It's like you're we can call on, even if it's a person that's challenging us, like what Nancy read mm. earlier. Um, it can be the the opportunity in disguise for a great great breakthrough and and so speaking of that the question is first of all if you're dreaming about somebody else are they dreaming about you so Nancy T what do you think about that right off the bat <laughs> well you know what I think I mean because I'm just assuming that these are good dreams and so then you then you just could only hope it's like fingers crossed where's my you know four leaf clover and a lucky yeah. horse like the whole thing because that just sounds like a really awesome experience and you said that in your book the chicken soup for the soul there's actual yes. evidence of this happening but yeah. you know, here's the awkward part is say for instance you have a dream about your boyfriend from I don't know, whatever year, eighth grade. And are you going to call him and say, hey, were you dreaming about me? I mean, oh, <laughs> right. you will you How be doing that? Maybe not. Okay, well, here's one Here's one story for Chicken Soup for the Soul really quick. And I see that our phone lines are lighting up. So yay. yay. Okay, so there is a woman who was backpacking through Europe when she graduated college. So she's like 22. And she is on a trek in like Switzerland or something. And she had, she twists her ankle, ends up in, um, ends up getting, having to not have surgery, but she's getting tended to by a doctor and she falls in love with him and he falls in love with her. They're madly in love, except he's married and he's a lot older than she is. And, but she never forgot this special connection to this amazing doctor. And so she goes back home to the United States, gets married, has children, has a long, beautiful life with her husband and kids. And wait, her husband at, at a, the ripe old age of, I don't even know what, 60, 70, 80, whatever it is, he passes away. And so she finds herself suddenly single. And she starts dreaming vividly about this doctor that she met when she was in her 20s, like 21. And every dream is getting progressively more intense. And it, it progresses until finally he's standing in her kitchen. And there's this other woman that she doesn't recognize who's literally pushing him toward her. So... She gets, she's like, okay, third time's the charm. I've been having too many of these dreams. I need to look him up to see if he's still alive and where he is. Turns out 
she reached out to him on the day before he was he was retiring from the hospital he worked at still after all these years so she caught him the day before he left and his wife had just passed away almost in sync with when her husband passed away and when she described the woman in her dream it turns out it was his deceased wife that was pushing him toward her so she flies out he flies her out to switzerland the the chemistry is still there and they end up getting married it becomes the second marriage for both of them and they're happily ever after and he had been oh ps he had been dreaming about her at the same time so wow <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, well, cool? have, have you had that experience have you dreamt about someone and they were dreaming about you too Oh yeah. Um, well, it's, oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Every day. Really? Well, <laughs> well, darling. Of course I have. I don't know what have you been doing. Light my cigarette, and I'll tell you the story. <laughs> my virtual cigarette, that is. That's cancer, like the real cigarettes. Um, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So my the reason I even got into dream work was because of tandem dreamings with my younger sister. Yes. You've heard me talk about before. Um, so if this isn't quite as mysterious when we're sharing a bedroom, but in the night we would be talking in our sleep to each other from inside our dreams. And other occasions, even when we weren't talking out loud, we would, um, we over, over breakfast cereal, often frosted flakes. I don't know why I feel like that's an important detail, but because I like frosted flakes, (laughs) you knew I needed to hear it. But we would talk about that over breakfast and it would be like we, we had seen the same people. We had been in the same dreamscape and we had both been. So, so that became a reason that I went out of my way to pay attention to dreams. And Shannon and I have a really deep psychic bond, even though it's being tested at the moment. We, we still love each other deeply and are very psychically entwined. So I always say if you do have one of these dreams where it turns out somebody else is dreaming about you at the same time you're dreaming about them explore that and with the perspective, why, why this dream? Why now? Why this person? What's the deeper unfolding? Have you had that experience, Nancy? Nah, not that I know of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But here's the thing. Here's what we can all do. And then we're going to open up the the lines because I want to hear all the callers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if the dream is particularly vivid, like if there's a, a really, really strong or out of the ordinary quality to that dream, then consider that that may be a sign that that this is happening, that this is transcending the wavelength. Robert Moss, okay, here's one last thing. Robert Moss, when he was a little boy, five years old, he dreamt he was drowning. And he had, and in his dream, he was like, he almost died. And he actually was a really sick little boy. Robert Moss is a great dream teacher and an author. And I've had him on the show many times, by the way. So in his dream, he's drowning. And in real life, he was having a hard time breathing. So there's this girl, this like, he's five years old, he's drowning in shallow water. And she's like maybe 10 years old. So a few years older than him, she rescues him. And she kind of pulls him out of the water and in the dream, they become instant friends and they love each other. They're just deep, deep friends. And that's the, that's the dream. So years later, I'm covered in chills as I say this. Robert Moss runs into Rhonda. Oh my gosh. She wrote a book called She Who Dreams. Her name is Rhonda. That's, I can't think of her last name. 
but he, they end up speaking at a conference and she says something about a dream that she had where she was rescuing a five-year-old boy from shallow, from shallow water. And he was like, what? He just, she described the boy and they, it turns out it was the two of them. It was her that saved him in the dream from this shallow water. And she never forgot the special connection that she had with him. And they both were in tears and they or like deep friends. And he was in Australia. She was in the U.S. When this happened, they had they had never known each other. They were just kids when this happened. And yet all these years later, like 40 years later, they meet and it turns out that they were dreaming about each other. Aww. It's Wanda Birch, by the way. Birch, thank you. And Wanda, Wanda not Rhonda. Oh, thank you. Rhonda's <laughs> going to help me, but Wanda is the one that wrote this. <laughs> oh my okay, so let's take some calls. And I I'll get to all of y'all. I'm going to take a, let me see, somebody that I don't recognize. And then I'm going to go into all of you who I do just to, we're going to get to all of you today. I promise. So hang in there. All right. Grace from New York. Okay. Grace from New York. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Do you have a dream for Nancy T and I? Grace, grace of my heart. Oh my goodness. Louie, help me, help me, Louie. Let me see. Am I doing this right? Okay, Grace, I'm going to put you back on hold, but hang in there and we'll figure out how to get you. Yeah. Hang in there. Okay, we are going to grab, we're going to grab our Denise. Denise, Denise, we know that you always get, can you, you hear always me? like lay it down. We can hear you. Yay. Yeah, I'm dry. I'm dry. Um, okay. Um, okay. All right, talk to us, Denise. Um, yes, yeah, another familiar type of dream. And my, my battery is low. So I'm a really, you thought I talked fast before. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet today. Today is going to be. Lay it down. Um, but it's, it's, it's to me, because y'all are going to remember, okay, I had a dream that, here we go, had on a, a nice wedding dress. This one was in the ball one. I was getting married. This was more ba-ba-ba-boom, where I'm showing a little bit of Cleveland and a little Ooh. bit of leg. A little Cleveland. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but, but. I, I, I know who I'm marrying oh. because I'm friends with the person's sisters. We all grew up together, and I'm still friends with the family and the sisters to this day. So I'm just going to say Bob. In the dream, okay. I said, how can I be marrying Bob? Bob is married, but mm. I never see him. But it's understood that I'm marrying Bob. And it wasn't any wedding. Of course, I had the dress on and and wasn't walking down the aisle. It was more of a pre-prep type thing where it was probably going to happen in another hour. You know how you're in the back room. And um, then I saw his sister. And I even looked at I said, well, there goes his sister. So it is the right person. But I said, how can I be marrying him? Because he's married today and has been for 20 years. But I did date him as a youngster. Mm -hmm. Like 17, uh -huh. 16. I did date him as a youngster, but the man is very much married, lives in Arizona. Um, not, that that's, not that that's relevant, but I don't know. So that's the okay. dream. I never saw him. I never saw him in the dream. Though. I just understood that I was marrying Bob, so to speak. Okay. That's it. So describe Bob in three adjectives, like the primary characteristics of him. Oh, he um, was uh, a past military, um, has oh. a good job, beautiful home with a pool, two, two, mm. two or three girls, family type of man, very, very down to earth, not, not a player type. He'd be a perfect mm. man anybody would want to be married to right now. Oh. So do you, do you have um, 
feelings that like, I mean, of course we know that no. you honor, it sounds like you truly, you're not going to go after him, but it's about oh, no. what he represents. No. Do you, did you have a good feeling about him? Like, were you excited? Like, yay. Or, or was no, he the one that got away? No. no, I wouldn't say that either. I was just like, why am I marrying him? Because he's married. It's almost like I'm in the dream in the present sense because he is married and has been for quite some time. But then when so I saw I, his sister, I always wonder because in dreams there's kind of a different part of our mind than than our waking self, and it sounds like your waking self integrated into the dreaming self because sometimes right. we'll, we'll end up with all kinds of random people, and they don't seem random in the dream because we're dreaming, and there's a different morality in the dream. So were you, is this your judgmental waking mind saying, oh, well, he's married, and why am I, why would I have that? Or, or were you literally questioning that inside the dream? I was questioning that inside the dream. I like how okay. you asked that question. Easy answer. Yes. Okay. I started right. to say something to his sister. Because I'm like, well, there's his sister, who's a friend of mine, because I'm still friends with the family, very good friends with the family. And I started to ask her, and I said, nah. But I said, okay, I am marrying him, because there's okay. his sister. All right. All right, Nancy T, take a, take a stab, and then I'll, and I'll go. Okay, wow. This is an interesting one. Um, I think what I, what I pulled out of it most is, <laughs> interestingly enough, was that this was like a va-va-voom kind of wedding dress. <laughs> and so yeah. there's this, this part of you that might, like, if it were my dream, I would think there's this part of you that liked the qualities of Bob. In fact, if you found Ooh. that kind of thing right now, today in life, some guy who used to be in the military, who's a good person, who has a, who's got a good mm -hmm. connection with his family, all of that, you would be like, mm -hmm. yeah, game on. So, um, it feels to me like if, like I said, if it were my dream, that this is just one of those dress, one of those dresses, one of those reminders that kind of says that you are ready and you're like raring to go. And all right. you're looking for is the right qualities, all right. of the right ingredients. And you'll cook that, that dinner. You know what I mean? Awesome. That's the way I kind of saw it too. I, I did. I kind of saw it like that. Cause I said, why him? And he's married. But if you take away the marrying part, and I don't, you know, do religiously, I don't mess with the married men. So I thought, right. okay, why am I marrying him? This is not who I am. I don't, you know, deal with married men. But I just kept saying to myself, he's married. I agree with you, Nancy. I think it's something like that. He's got qualities that I would definitely want. Nice. Yes, definitely. So I'll just throw down a couple thoughts for myself. If the if if every dream comes to us in the service of our health, healing, wholeness, even I would say our greatest self, then dreams that have a marriage or wedding in them, even if you don't see the actual wedding, they're about okay. to me. If it's my dream, it's about bringing me into into connection with the masculine and feminine within myself. Because mm -hmm. there's something about like by the time a, a, a wedding happens, there is this great celebration of of these qualities mm. of the yin and the yang. And and in mm -hmm. some way, if we were to really like the, it seems like there was such a feminine quality in this dream that va va voom to me speaks of Aphrodite. And I know that there's a real like. The Denise that I've come to know has a very strong masculine and feminine side, like the fact that you worked in the prison system, the fact that you have military, there's this very structured, mm -hmm. powerful mm -hmm. aspect. I don't often 
hear the va-va-voom, cleavage aspect of you. And so it makes me feel like, ooh, her femininity is showing up. And and in a a way that, that kind of that's like a secret ingredient. And I feel like it, it makes for really good, like it's, it's creating more balance internally, but Mm. also what we create Mm. internally must in some way ultimately manifest Mm. externally. So I think ultimately this is Mm. about balance within yourself. And then secondarily, I think it's about becoming becoming the 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 wedded married mm. woman that you would want to be one day if you were ever going to go that way even if it's symbolic so there you go how's that feel outstanding 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 you you knocked it out the park you knocked it out the park all right <laughs> like well if you're dreaming about him maybe he was also dreaming about you or some man that has those qualities as nancy said Ooh. it's not if, because sometimes we meet people that i think represent a North star and it's not about them, but they're aligning us energetically with those qualities that we really do value Ooh. so that we are prepared. Ooh, I like that. Oh, yeah. y'all knocking it out the park. We all knock it out the park all the time. Okay. Well, it's always fun to play with you, Denise. Thank you so much for sharing your awesome dream. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you next week and keep on dreaming and mark your calendar for April 8th. It'd be fun to have you join us somehow on our on yeah, our launch party yeah okay and i'm gonna buy you a book can i just go to can i go to like a barnes and noble and go buy it or is yeah. that it's not ready for that yet it's available on pre-order online at barnes and noble amazon all those places okay. are available for pre-order the day okay. that it's actually going to be available available is on april 8th so even if you buy right. the book ahead of time you'll still be eligible for yeah. all of the all of the gifts okay. and goodies from the okay. launch so, i'll yeah. pre-order i'll pre-order Thank you. Thank you, honey. All right. Sweet dreams. Okay. So let's go to, let's grab Anna. Let's grab Anna and, Ooh, we're going to go, actually, we're going to go, we're going to get Anna as soon as we go to um, our break. Do we have, let me see. What's our time? Uh, Oh, I'm going to grab it. Yeah, let's do it. We're about at break. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Anna. Oh, Anna. Hey, honey. Give us a little ah. taste of your dream, and then if we don't get to finish it, we'll we'll pick it up on the other side. So what you got on your heart today? Yeah, well, first I just wanted to say that this show is so healing. Um, I was, I've been in a really dark place, like dead place, oh. and I, oh, I must be really receptive because, but also I feel like that's, y'all are just like, especially the tone of your voice is so healing. The, the reading of the day is very, really speaks to me and reminds me of Alana Von Sant's reading, which this mm. reading that you read today takes it to another step, which that's what I felt reading Alana Von Sant's quote from the service last week or two weeks mm-hmm. ago, which, you know, if we focus on just what doesn't work with us, then we can't end there. It's always about mm-hmm. what you're saying, like transcendence. Right. You know, moving forward, like using the, the gift. And I, I feel so moved by that and touched. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Okay, so hold that thought. We'll be with you right on the other side of this break. <laughs> so share, stay with us, and we'll be right back. Practical Spirituality 
positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. We're this Today is Dream Day Q&A. We're talking about you and your dreams. We're also exploring the theme of if you dream about someone else, does that mean they're dreaming about you? So a couple of quick announcements. Right after the show today, Nancy T. and I are heading over to Clubhouse. So this will be my maiden voyage. I think Nancy's too. Do, oh, yeah. Hosting a Clubhouse conversation. So you got to just get the Clubhouse app and then meet us um, in a half an hour over there or less than a half an hour. And then also tomorrow is, so if you're, if you've heard us talk about Teotihuacan and the journeys that we lead every year, Nancy T and our friend Shez Libby and I are going to be leading a journey for Dia de los Muertos. And that comes up at the end of October, October 28th. If you go on my website, kellysullivanwalden.com on the services page. At some point, it's going to be on the homepage, but scroll down to the Teotihuacan banner, click there, and you can get all the information. It's a very limited group this year. So truly, it's like, it's going to go fast. We just opened, we're opening it up today and we can only have, I think, 16 people, something like that. I think 20 max. And um, because of COVID and there's just, everybody's wanting to go to Teo, it's, I'm just going to shut up. Just go get, there's a hundred dollar non deposit that you can put down. And if you, if for some reason there's still travel bans, we'll be able to move the money so that you can still have a virtual experience. Anyway, come and check it out. And tomorrow to get a peek into what Teotihuacan is like, Nancy T, Shez and I are going to be streaming via Zoom um, go to the website, exploreteo.com, explore, E-X-P-L-O-R-E, teo.com at 4 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. You can jump in. There's a Zoom link available. We're going to be taking you into the place of the mother, the place of the women, I should say. This is a sacred inner temple where there's some really deep and profound healing work. And we've got our friends on the ground there at the Dreaming House that are going to be helping to hold the space. And we're going to be giving people a virtual experience of what it's like to be in Teotihuacan. It's very special. So check it out. Okay. So and, um, oh, real oh, quick, if yeah. you do go to that website, it's Explore Teo is T-E-O. Yes. So that's just in case you don't know the short version of Teotihuacan. Thank you, Nancy. All and right. To save the date for April 8th for the Luminous Humanist launch. Okay. Anna, 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 Oceana. Okay, so honey, <laughs> loved what you were sharing about how it's not just kind of like looking at people. I, you, it's, say it again, and whatever else is on your heart. I don't. I want to give you the the floor for a moment. What's on your heart? Aw, thanks. Well, um, yeah, I I just um feel really that there's a lot of forward-moving um, potential in the transcendence that comes out of whatever setbacks or, uh, like you said, crisis. I wrote that down. Crying mm-hmm. for ISIS. So crying mm-hmm. for our strength. So, but um, that's not what I exactly what I said, but I'm just paraphrasing how I appreciate that 
that writing that you read this morning, Nancy T, is is taking it to another level of, um, you know, of what we might perceive to be like a disservice or people have pointed mm-hmm. out to us, right. but is actually this like power to own yep. and like to, to really like hone and, and learn to um, be in the crucible, you know? Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. It's an opportunity. <laughs> so, oh, Anna, thank you for sharing that, honey. Time, you really but... touched my heart, and I, I really appreciate yeah. that. And I, I'm sorry that it's been a difficult or challenging time, but I know that these, like I said, a crisis is a horrible thing to waste, and I'm glad you're not wasting it. I'm glad you're being introspective yeah. and shining some light and creating creating thank alchemy. You. I look forward to hearing the continuation of of your exploration. So thank you, honey. Thank you. Could I? So what's your dream? Do you have a dream? Yeah. Okay. Good. So I wasn't sure if that was my time. <laughs> oh, okay. I. Yeah, I had a dream a couple weeks ago. Um, I was gonna share one about another wave dream, but I, I think I got that one. So the one from last week I wanted to share. Um, there was like these people in. Like, I was sitting at this bar in the air. Like, it was, like, floating. Um, like, not a bar, but, like, a diner seat. Like, stools that turn. And mm-hmm. I was in this kitchen. I don't remember who I was sitting next to. Uh, maybe, like, a friend uh, or acquaintance. And, like, this man with a big, jolly stomach comes in. And has, like, an apron on. And he's, like, moving really slowly. And I judged it as being inefficient. And mm. I decided to leave. And I remember there was, like, a menu of, like... Like, he was trying to say, oh, yeah, we have, like, these vegan burgers, you know, with, like, beets, and it sounded, like, good, but I was, like, "Ah, I don't want to stay for this. The lighting was kind of dim. He Mm -hmm. seemed kind of informal. Like, it wasn't actually open for operation. Like, he was on a rest break or, you know, like, between Mm. (laughs) shifts. Then it transitioned to a different scene of I was in this bunk bed that was made of pallets, and the opening Mm. was really tiny. It was, like, kind of cramped. I was with a friend that looked resembled like one of my best friends from college from university. And she was like in a disagreement, but okay. Before I finish that, there were like throughout the dream, there were like these little trickling visions of like chocolate, like, like <laughs> artisanally, you know, like, like Tootsie Roll shape at the end, even, um, or like, wow. not Tootsie Roll, like, like a, like a chocolate with a wrapper open. And like, there was this vision of like neon yellow, like chartreuse greenish yellow, and, and then that was what led me out of that scene. But I'll finish that scene by saying that I left the bunk bed because my friend starts getting in an altercation with this woman, which appeared to be her mother. And her mother was like making herself busy at this like sink area. It was like a strange thing. Oh, but before that, I, the reason I, the, how I entered the scene was I was helping them with this man who was like maybe a friend of my friend's. And we were, like, moving some, like, pots or something, like, potting pots. And then we ended up in this scene with the pallet bunk beds, and it was, like, very, like, craft, crafty-looking. And then I decided to exit because she was, like, there was this, like, heated exchange. And she was, I stepped outside of the light into this, like, shadow out of that room. It was, like, this other dimension. And that's when I, like, as I was crossing out of the room, as they were, like, having their back and forth, I like come across this, I think I might've picked up on the counter, this chocolate with that like swirl of neon yellow in it. And I like, didn't want to eat it. And I like put it down and it was like, it looked kind of sensuous. I, I was like, eh, I don't really, it doesn't look good, you know? Mm. And then, um, 
as I got into the shadow, I woke up when I I was like still with an earshot, kind of waiting to hear, you know, the the exchange because the my friend was accusing her mother, saying, "How could you? He's my friend." Like she was like going out with him or something, you know, or like had been seeing her friend, Ooh. and she was like knowing it's my best friend and like the mother was like I don't know what the big deal is like she acted as if <gasps> it was this she didn't understand and that was the dream <laughs> whoa so so let's dive in Nancy take a take a piece of the dream or whatever stands out to you we'll just because there's this is so gone with the wind epic let's just grab the pieces <laughs> that that stand out so Nancy go for it <laughs> oh my gosh Wow. Okay. I, there's so much. I, I'm going to just go from the very, very beginning when you're at, you're at this air bar and there's this, you, you have that judgment on the man, you know, because he just doesn't seem fit to be doing what he's doing. And it's interesting because then they offer vegan burgers. And all I could think of is if my dream was, I dream about food that people offer me a lot and I never want it. Because that's mm. happened to you before, right? Where somebody's yeah. offering your food and, and you're like, no, I'm not good. And it's just so interesting. It's, I just, to me, it just speaks to the level of discernment that you mm-hmm. run your life with. Yes. And that you just very much look at every moment, every opportunity. It feels to me as though you look at every moment, every opportunity as, do I want this energy? And if you mm-hmm. do, you take it in. And if you don't, you don't. And so right. it feels very much in connection with, um, what we talked about, what I read this morning, but now you've got that other beautiful golden nugget that Kelly offered, which is to, hey, this is an opportunity to learn from those moments when you want to walk away from the man who seems to inefficiently be running this diner. Mm. So that's the piece I'll talk about. Kelly, take it away. Oh my God. Okay. Ditto, ditto and copy and paste. I just, I was also struck by (laughs) the, by the discernment that these things are being offered that seem good, even the chocolate. So there's two different places where there's, there's an offering and there's like a passing, even though they, they should be good because it's veggie, it's, it's beet and it's chocolate and it's a a Tootsie Mm. roll and it's, but it's like, nah. So, so to me, I was just talking to somebody the other day that was saying, I just want to cut deeper and go deeper behind the scenes at what's really going on. And I feel like that's what's happening here. Mm. If this were my dream, there's like a real desire to get to what is efficient, what does work for me, what does, what does move me forward. And even if I'm having to say, no, not, not, no, thank you to this. And, um, so, so copy and paste exactly what Nancy said. Um, I think it's interesting. The two pieces that, that I, that I'm also struck with are the, the bright color. What did you say? That was like a lime. What was that? Yeah, it was like a neon, um, chartreuse. Okay. So what does that color resonate? What does that represent to you? Yeah, it was happy. It was like really happy and lively and energetic. Okay. So it feels like there's, there's shadow and there's light here. There's the things that you push away and there's the things that you gravitate toward if this is my dream. So there's the looking at, this is like a perfect alchemy dream. It feels like there's not just the, Ooh, yuck, I don't like this. It's also, this is what I do like. So there's preferences being highlighted by what doesn't feel good and what doesn't feel quite right. Even though it's not like it's somebody handing you like something really gross. They're handing you something really good, but it's just not quite good enough. So that to me is about like a high level of, of, mm. of 
consciousness. And then the how could you um, to this friend, the mother, the girl saying this to her mother. So to me, this is also like a, this is like the finale of this dream, the, this betrayal, how could you? So I'm, it makes me feel like this feels like there's a, the most emotion is in this section to me, if it's my dream. And it makes me feel like, um, like what, where do I feel betrayed? Where, where do I feel like in like furious that somebody who was supposed to be nurturing a mother figure ends up being opportunistic and taking where, where is that resonant? And maybe that's a, a rabbit hole worth diving into to get some more clarity. So that's what I got. How does all that mm-hmm. land? Could it also be like someone with like within myself, like something. Sure. Of know? course, of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, it could be, of course we always, I think it's always so smart to look at it internally and then to say, you know, does, is there a situation in my life where this, where this resembles this feeling or have I ever felt? So let me just ask you this. Have you ever felt that way? It doesn't have to be about those circumstances, but is that feeling, does that, does that feel familiar? Is there any place in your life or within yourself or externally that you felt, how could you? Betrayal. Yeah. 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 I have a list of forgiveness I'm working on and yeah, I have a letter to, um, yeah, a former friend that hasn't been in my life since had a really dark time there where I didn't feel like nice. she was there for me. Excellent. Okay. Actually, so the homework actually, for you. she's still friends with the one in the, that's in the dream that I recently like was in communication with. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, maybe there's the link. Okay. So I'll send you on your way with this homework to look for, to, to continue that letter and, and maybe send it or maybe mm-hmm. not send it, but, but to look mm-hmm. for, how is this a blessing? How is this a gift for you? How is this giving you something? Mm-hmm. So it's not just, she's not ultimately taking from you. She's giving you a gift, although in strange wrapping. So thank you, Anna, as always, your mm-hmm. dreams are always deep and I profound. Bow. Okay, honey, sweet dreams. All right, let's go to Grace in New York. Let's see if we can hear you this time. Miss Grace, are you there? Hi. Yeah. First time caller. Thank you so much for joining us today. What What's yeah. on your heart? What kind of dream or dream question do you have? A dream. Um, I was sitting in the back seat of a car with my with a guy that I've been seeing on and off for many years. Okay. And on walk the guy, another guy outside looks at me, seems interested in me, but then sees me with this other guy and walks away. Mm. And then the next day I have another dream with this guy that I was seeing for a while. He said, you won't be able to find someone better than me, whatever. Ooh. And uh, that was. <laughs> oh, so and he just said that in the dream, not in real life. He said that in, yeah, not in real life, no. Good thing. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, big sigh of relief. <laughs> question for you, is there any aspect of this dream that resembles w- the the situation or the dynamic that you are experiencing in, in waking? Well, yeah, I'm wondering, like, how can I break free from this guy and meet new guys, you know? Oh. And, and the- Okay. Wow. So this dream is pretty spot on then about what you're inquiring into. I guess so. It's basically self-explanatory. 
I think guys see me and like me, but energetically I'm still attached to this other guy. So they're like, oh, she's she has someone not going there, and then Ooh. they walk away. I think so. so. I think you. I think you've pegged it. If it if it were my dream, I would definitely see my subconscious mind is telling me, no, don't listen to him. I've got options. I'm attractive to other men. This guy isn't my only option. And, and there's, yeah. there's more to this story here. Is that what you're in? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah, I guess my, my unconscious is telling me that there is more out there that I just can't see them because I'm so busy with this guy, you know, trying to make it work or trying to approach him again when I don't see anybody around that I feel like oh maybe I can go back to him again and look Mm. (gasps) right well there's something also about the back seat the fact that I mean there's something whenever there's a back seat in a dream it tells me that I'm not in the power position I'm not driving this vehicle I'm I'm taking kind of a passive role in this relationship even though we're both in the back seat in the you're long for the ride yeah, exactly. So Nancy T, what else are you getting? I can hear you. I can feel you buzzing. <laughs> well, you know, I it, I think in this time of a pandemic, we do feel like whoever we're with, that's literally the only person in the world because we're <laughs> we're all hunkered down and we're trying to keep ourselves safe. And so of course, your your feelings right now could be like this is the guy, there's no one else around, but the reason there's no one else around just tapping you on the shoulder gently to say it's a pandemic, so not everybody's out and about like they once were. But I do think your subconscious is like saying to you, you know what? It's time to like get out of the back seat and or get into another back seat and have some fun with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> with someone else because they are there and they're they're just peeking through the window. The only thing that you need to do is like you said separate from that energy because like the old saying is you can't find Mr. Right if you're always with Mr. Wrong. Mm, very true. Very true. I think very, I, more clear can can it get? You know, it gets more that clear. pretty clear. It yeah. feels like it's if like, it were my dream, the message is to just like there's there's always this kind of awkward transition between relationships, but it's like the difference between having a handful of rhinestones. And really wanting the diamonds, but you have to let go of the rhinestones. You have to be available. Your hand needs to be open. And that means the feeling of of emptiness for a moment, a moment in time before you can fill up again. And I think sometimes we're so afraid of that one empty moment that that we never quite survive it. So we keep going back to what's familiar, those rhinestones. But I think there are some diamonds waiting for you, Grace, if you could just mm-hmm. follow your dreams like- advice that dream yeah, yeah is, you make sure is. to call us back again and let us know how it's going oh yeah we're <laughs> oh, sure. we're interested we're like we're chomping at the bit to find out what happens next in the tale of grace yeah yeah mm. thank you thank you grace thank thanks you for, for calling us all right i'm gonna put you back on hold and we've got genevieve in portland genevieve what you got for us sweetheart Hi, dream my name's T. Hi, Genevieve. Let it rip. What you got? What's on your heart? Okay, it's um, thanks for taking my call. It's kind of like a general dream question, but then in relationship to two dreams I've had. One was a few, a couple months ago, actually, but then I just had another recent one that 
brought this one back to me and and I'm curious um, about like having a dream where you're sleeping and you're in your subconscious, but then you kind of like wake up and come into consciousness and go back into subconsciousness and what mm-hmm. that kind of means for what's happening in the dream. Like this dream I had a while ago, I was um, standing there with a person and this other being who was kind of like this grim reaper, like hooded Ooh. figure being. Ooh. And as soon as I realized the situation, this like force, this physical force, like went through my body and like slammed my consciousness out of my body and into this grim reaper's body. <gasps> and wow. right in that moment, like, I was like, oh, what happened to my body? And I knew that it was, I had like gone to get ready to go on stage, like we were going to be in a play or something. And in that moment, it, I was like buzzing, like my whole body was buzzing. And that kind of woke me up into this consciousness where I knew I was laying in bed and I could like feel the position of my body and was kind of conscious of my bedroom. But at the same time, like couldn't really, like didn't have control of my body and went back into sleep and then continued on in my dream where I was, my family started like coming up the stairs and I was with my parents and my brother and my grandma was there and my grandma like the end of my dream my grandma was just like laughing I could hear her laugh which was so oh Oh, I love that Um, but then just recently I had this other dream where I was going in and out of sleeping and waking consciousness in like a very different context it was kind of like this beautiful like spiritual like peaceful dream but I just wondered about that kind of like transitioning and wow. Okay. Well, if it were my dream, I, my perspective on this whole thing is that you, my darling are a shaman. This is, this is, this is what it is to be in, in this world, not of it. And to have practice on that bridge between worlds, that's in a way we tend, most of us tend to be in either we're asleep and we're conked out or we're awake and we're, this is this, we're in this logical world and this is all there is, but the bridge in between doesn't exist because it happens so fast. But it seems like you, your bridge kind of like how they say the, the, the corpus callosum in, in the, in the brain is bigger for women than it is for men, which is why we can go from left brain to right brain and back and forth so well and fluidly in a way, I feel like you're doing that with regards to your dreaming and awake self so that you're strengthening the bridge and becoming somebody who literally has a foot in both worlds. And I think in some way, that's where the magic is. Um, at the very least, I think that's what's happening. And I'm super curious about the the power of having stepped in. Like this is exactly, Nancy T. read the, read the Luminous Humanness quote for the day about seeing everyone and everything in the mirror and you took it to a next the next level of like stepping inside the grim reaper which would be the scariest one of the scariest creatures to step inside of and yet you buzzed there was like a tingling aliveness how did that feel to step to be in that being um it was pretty just kind of like shocking and overwhelming which was why I thought I kind of woke up but it was, I mean, the physical sensation was um, kind of like 
getting mildly electrocuted, just like a total, like, like a <gasps> Wow. Nancy T, would, would we go to Teotihuacan? We, and this is hopefully not a spoiler alert for people that want to come, but we, we do this whole thing that is with the angel of death. Yes. And Nancy, Nancy and I both, um, play the role of the angel of death, like step into death's shoes and interact with, with people. Nancy, does this, is this reminding you a little bit of what it's like to be lady death? Yeah, it really is. And I, and I was also thinking that if it were my dream, um, this, this ability to go in and, and then, and to go in with, with death, what, what is it that you're killing off that you're then able to go on and live the rest of your life and laugh with your grandmother? Sometimes mm. there's parts of us that we want to kind of just say, you know, we're done with that, or I, I've moved past, or now I've gone up to yes. that next level. Right. And, um, you know, when we do the angel of death in Teotihuacan, I, there's so much that happens during that. And I never know what happens because I'm sort of channeling, but I can say that it's, there's a peacefulness there. It's, not scary yeah. it's it's all about peace and so much love so, so much. Right. i wonder what what you might be killing off in yourself that you find is no longer useful and that can bring you close with your family and i'll just add this because we're the show's about to wrap up but there's something so powerful and we've all heard this that the best way to live our lives as if death were right over our shoulder and so that we maximize our moments that we don't take anything for granted and to be able to be powerful enough to step into those shoes in the dream and to i think there's some there's some enlightenment happening here this is what i'm feeling and this buzzing. And then I love that Nancy brought in the, the laughter from grandmother. Ultimately, that's the goal is to, is, is yeah. to have, and the grandmother represents, I mean, yes, there's the real grandmother, but the grandmother represents the older elder the crone, yeah, aspect the crone. of self that is hilariously laughing at the whole thing. Hello, this is enlightenment, mm. Genevieve. Thank you for sharing <laughs> this. What a wonderful way to end the show today. So join us again next week. I want to hear the continuation of your dreams. And thank you to everyone who shared a dream with us today. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you, Nancy T for sharing with me. Until thank we all you. meet again next week, don't take your dreams lying down. I'm Dr. Dream. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.